This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Full-time at Anfield and it has finished one all as Liverpool pull level with Manchester City in the Premier League title race after Luis Diaz cancelled out Son Heung-min's opener for Tottenham. You're listening to the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, courtesy of the Liverpool Echo with me, Patrick Smith, as Liverpool go top of the Premier League by one goal's difference over Man City, who face Newcastle United at the Etihad tomorrow. Spurs took the advantage early in the second half at Anfield through Son before Luis Diaz's deflected effort hit Rodrigo Bentancur to beat Hugo Lloris. A point is probably the fair result, as the visitors had the better chances, the Jurgen Klopp's men will be bitterly disappointed to drop crucial title race points. But it's not over by any means, with plenty of games left to play, not to mention a trip to Wembley next weekend and a trip to Paris in three. We can't complain, can we? On tonight's pod, we have the verdict of Paul Gorst from the press box, the press conference of Jurgen Klopp and the reaction of the Anfield faithful. Enjoy. The post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel. Liverpool's Premier League title hopes are hanging by a thread after a 1-1 draw here at Anfield against Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, the first time Liverpool have dropped points at Anfield since uh, October when Brighton pilfered a 2-2 draw. Uh, that's an 11-game run that's come to an end for the Reds, but uh, the biggest question is whether their title hopes have come to an end. Uh, Son Heung-min's 20th goal of the season set uh, Spurs on their way and Liverpool responded through Luis Diaz's deflected efforts, but it was a game that Liverpool certainly did... Um, more than enough to win, they dominated possession, they had the better chances and Spurs were content to sit in and counter much like they did against Manchester City back in February when they won that game to uh, really reopen the Premier League title race. Maybe they've uh, got the results here that has closed it but uh, for now Liverpool go top, top on goal difference but it's Manchester City who have uh, now at the initiative surely they play Newcastle United uh, at the Etihad on Sunday afternoon and will be looking to go three points clear with just three games to go uh, after that one. It's a uh, tough one to take for Liverpool, as you say. It was a game they dominated without ever creating uh, too many huge chances. Um, Space defenders really well with a five-man defence, um, three central defenders and two wing-backs. Uh, very rarely got forward, in all honesty, the, the two wing-backs. It was a five-man defence for most of the game. Jürgen Klopp was quite critical of Antonio Conte's approach after the game and suggested that that was something that he could never do, he just couldn't coach it and Spurs have world-class ability and should be looking to uh, open the game up a little bit more but it's uh, how Conte's approached it, it was enough for him to get a point this season and it's enough for Liverpool to uh, perhaps be uh, dealt a crucial blow in their Premier League title hopes but um, if it is the case then they've still got the FA Cup to look forward to and of course that trip to Paris on May the 28th for the Champions League final against Real Madrid but it's finished here in Anfield on a frustrating night Liverpool won Tottenham Hotspur won The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel Jürgen, your thoughts on what you saw tonight? Yeah, the expected game so um, it was always clear that Tottenham will show up like they showed up uh, with all the individual quality they have and with the game plan they have, um, it was clear that it will be incredibly difficult. Um, didn't get easier when you can see the goal and was really happy with a lot of things in the game, to be honest. So, actually, I, what I, we were lacking. So first half, the first 25 minutes, wow, crazy start, really, really good, um, put him under pressure. 
yeah, direction our game, passing our game, speed of the passes was really good, but we didn't score. Um, then was always clear they will they will um, <laughs> make one mistake and they are there. So, um, but this next 20 minutes roundabout, I uh, we we, thought, we said in half time we could have showed more initiative in, in moments, just a little dribbling here, like getting closer to the to the their formation to keep them busy, so we passed a little bit too early, these kind of things are fine, but um, we could have caused some more problems. I thought we did that in the second half, we started immediately again, high energy, um, and then you can see the goal. And now everything can happen in a situation like this. You can completely, after the weeks we had with the, I'm not sure how many games more we had than Tottenham, but very few. And now in a moment like this, really can everything happen, but nothing happened. Stadium was there, boys kept the calm, um, Increase the pressure without opening up too much. Um, we scored a goal, and then all these all these little moments. So we might not remember them, but diagonal ball probably Thiago on Hendo in behind the last line. Hendo square ball, great, but we don't anticipate it right. So we don't have anybody. This is the moment where you, we are there. It's exactly the same game, and you just can have at least a shot and. Loris has to make a save. Diagonal ball cost us. Miss hit the header, hits it, heads it back. It's that um, where we were. Then the biggest one probably because the quality of Thiago when he has this little shuffle and chips the ball in the second post area where Trent is completely open, and in the end, missing by two yards. And that's an inch on the football boot of a world-class player. So these moments, they they hurt them. Because you don't have plenty, they fly with everything they have, they block the balls, they do everything, they were here for result. Obviously, I know you all think the game plan of Tottenham worked perfectly. Uh, yeah, that's what we have to accept. We have obviously a different game plan. Even when we play at Tottenham, we have a different game plan. That's, that's how it is, so that's why it's really difficult to play them. For them, when they face a team with more possession than them, then it works out pretty well. But they don't have these opponents all the time. It is an important point because of one point more than before the game. So that's how it is. But we all know the situation. We are now top of the table. Um, if you ask me, my favorite situation, it just stays like this with the same points Sally and City and us. We lose all the rest of the games in the Premier League and it stays like this. That would my so it was great. But we all know it will not happen. So, in this moment, we, we are disappointed. The boys are more disappointed than I am. That um, might be because of my age and because I saw pretty much everything already in my life. Um, but we will we will go again. There was so many good things tonight. In a situation like that, the counter press we played today. That that's a that's a, um, a, a you can record it and sell. The, and sell this stuff. It's unbelievable. Honestly, it's unbelievable. And that, I'm so proud of that. But in the end, how I said, in little moments, a um, little bit better decision making. It's easy for me to say because I don't run and I didn't run four days ago. Um, but we all know the boys are um, able to do that. And um, then we could have won. But of course, you know, we could have lost as well because they are obviously insane in, in their counter attacking. and. Um, that's what they want to do. I saw a lot of the things we want to do, but not the result we wished for.
Thanks, Vinny. Okay, anyone else in the room? Yes, James. And then we'll go to Sam. Yeah, I mean, you must be delighted now with Canate. It seems to be getting better and better over the course of this first season. Yeah. I am delighted with all of the boys, to be honest. I really think they all became better over the last year. But Ibo is a, is a, is a, from a, from a centre-half point of view, he's a kid. Very much in this in this position, um, you get usually world class a little bit later, but he obviously can do that earlier. Yes, I'm very pleased with what he's showing. You know, you've been rotating Matip and Canati. In terms of going with Canati today, was that his pace to try and combat Spurs on the counter attack and seem to really step up to that? Probably one of the toughest tests he's had. Yeah, that no, was the reason. Sam. Look, I would I would love to sit here and say yes, City will drop points. The only problem is I I, I can't see it. That's a problem. I would wish some I would think differently about it, it's just I can't see it. Um and but we will See what happens. My, my problem in the moment is not how um, City smash Newcastle tomorrow. My my problem is that we play uh, uh, on Tuesday against Aston Villa, and we, we again we do like we won this game already. But it's of course not the case. It, uh, so the, the toughest 95 minutes in between now and the final whistle. Um, that's that's crazy. But um, so again, um, we have a point more than before. It's good. And from the, from the situation we were in when we were 1-0 down, it was massively better, to be honest. The, the, the goal counts, really. Um, but um, was not exactly what we wanted. And now we have to deal with it. We will. That's, that's clear. So again, um, we will try um, to prepare as good as possible, as we always do, um, and try to be ready for Aston Villa, which in... Uh, Villa Park, oh my God, that will be tough as well, but yeah, we will give it a try. Okay. Final couple of questions, we'll take the one here and then Dave Maddock, okay? Yeah. You mentioned that there were a couple of things that were still in the way the team attacked little moments that didn't quite fall. How impressed were you with the way Spurs defended? I can't, I'm sorry, I'm the wrong person for that. I don't like this way, kind of football, but that's my personal problem. I think they're world class and I think they should be do more for the game. Having a game against Liverpool and having 36, 30% possession, I, but it's my problem. I cannot coach it. So that's why I, I cannot do it. So yes, world-class players block all the balls. Really difficult. Atletico Madrid is doing it. So fine, they've won whatever uh, in the past. Fine, absolutely fine. It's just I, I can't. So, but yes, I respect everything what they do, but it's not me. Dave Mallet to finish. You're, I'm just interested in what, what you've already said to the players and what you've learned. How do you learn? First and foremost, we should stop behaving like we are uh, um, on a funeral. So I didn't say that to the boys, but it's a little bit the mood here. So we, we, we still talk about football and these kind of things can happen. And it's now in my life, much, much worse things happen, to be honest. And I'm still here. So you overcome things, and that's today. That's not that's not a, a general problem. If we would be only ready for, we try everything as long as it works. We are really happy in the moment when we when we have to get the first little 
whatever is thrown thrown in our way in that moment we stop doing it that would be really not I wouldn't like that too much to be honest so it's just we have to show resilience we will um, but we, we, if we would have won tonight it wouldn't have increased the probability to win against Aston Villa not at all so then maybe there it would have happened so that's how it is um, we have to go we will prepare we will try um, the only chance we have that something goes our way in the end is to win now again all the football games we play. Imagine City would lose <laughs> at one point. I can't see it, but imagine that. And we are because of um, because we don't believe anymore. We then um, cannot use it. That would be really insane. No, no. So the boys are absolutely in the mood they should be now. Very disappointed. Absolutely, that's fine. But um, from tomorrow on. I heard the spring is coming to England, so maybe we can use the weather a little bit um, for being in a good mood, and we will try. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. There we go. Welcome. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Mike Hall from Going to Match Podcast with my review on Liverpool 1, Tottenham Hotspur 1. Probably looks like a title race, maybe over and done with. Uh, for this season potentially um, could have concluded that quite easily there tonight and to be honest don't think Liverpool fans could have too many complaints I think a, uh, a draw is probably deserved on the performance Spurs we know we're going to sit back and hit us on the counter and that's exactly what they did especially with their goal um, and Liverpool struggled to break them down all night it got to about the hour mark and I was looking at the time here at Anfield and it looked like you know, we had run out of ideas um, I don't think the substitutions really helped. Um, wouldn't have minded seeing Origi come on for the last 10 there instead of Keita. I don't think that was the right substitution. Diaz was probably the most live wire at it all night. Salah was off the boil. Not too sure it's up with him at the moment, but I think going into Villa at the week, uh, midweek, he needs to be dropped um, and some fresh blood needs to go into that front three. Um, I was quite surprised he didn't rotate a little bit tonight. I, was, I actually expected maybe Simicast to start ahead of Robertson. He didn't. Um, and I think Robertson probably only had an hour in his legs. Uh, that being said, I think Canati played really well. I thought he was probably Liverpool's best player on the night. Thiago, a little bit slow for me. Um, Henderson likewise, although he was trying his absolute utmost to make something happen. Trent's crossing wasn't quite there on the night, but you can see how much it meant to him at the end. He looked devastated. Um, and you can hear these Spurs fans here. I think they deserved it. I, I really think they deserved the point out of it. Um, and Liverpool deserved to point out of it as well. And like I say, you know, it's not over till it's over, but this is probably a pretty significant result going into tomorrow's City's result. We have Newcastle tomorrow. Um, that, that could be the conclusion, that one, um, unfortunately, for the Reds. But, you know, we've got a cup final at Wembley next week. We've got a Champions League final to look forward to. Uh, the league's not the be-all and end-all, unfortunately, uh, for the Reds. But Liverpool probably got what they deserved on the night, which was a point. Maybe in hindsight should have rotated a little bit um, and that might have helped them get three points out of the game, but wasn't to be. Uh, like I say, it isn't over until it's over, but it does feel like it tonight, unfortunately. It's got a bit of a, a bit of a hollow atmosphere to the Lord's last five minutes. Um, but we'll go again, looking at Villa. Like hopefully, hopefully we'll rotate it. Then we'll go into Wembley next week. So, you know, hopefully there's another cup for the Reds to get behind. Really frustrating night for Liverpool at Anfield, unable to beat Tottenham. And it's a result which 
is really catastrophic, really, for Liverpool in their attempt to win the Premier League title. And you would assume now that Manchester City go on and win the title. Obviously, the expectation would be that they would beat Newcastle tomorrow, go three points clear. And in doing so, you expect them to expand on that goal difference, which currently obviously favours Liverpool by one goal. But you wouldn't expect that to be the case after the fixture. So it's going to be really difficult. But of course, Liverpool won't give up from this situation and will still have hope. If we look at the game as an overall, I felt Liverpool played really well in the first half. Penn Spurs in. Spurs have got an excellent manager and they've got obviously two elite players in the final third who can cause you real difficulty on the counter-attack. Obviously Kane's got that great awareness and vision to be able to drop in and, and play balls around the corner for Sol, Son and be able to find passes both off his right and left foot with very minimal space and even on the half turn, all moves back to goal. So there always had to be a high level of protection that Liverpool were going to have to have within the game to enable that not to happen. And for the majority, I felt that that didn't happen in the first half whatsoever. I felt Liverpool were totally dominant force. However, without really creating the massive opportunities and to, to go in at half-time where you think to yourself, well, you know, Liverpool have had massive opportunities there to, to be in an advantageous position, although they had lots of territory and they had what I'd call some good chances within the penalty area, a lot of ricochets and territorial suffocation in that area it wasn't not in clean, clean cut and I think one of the reasons for that was Tottenham were able to have so many players behind the ball and soak up so much pressure obviously the line of five is the back line and then the protection in front from the midfield and they were basically getting back into a, a compact block of trying to have every man behind the ball and cutting off the passing lanes for Liverpool which made it really difficult but you did feel that Liverpool would get a breakthrough within the game Started the second half really well and then they lost control for a period of 10-15 minutes when, when Spurs went ahead and with the Spurs goal it was really sloppy obviously the goalkeeper takes a long ball. It actually it starts with Canati uh, choosing to head the ball when he should just let it run through to Alisson but in the next phase of the, the, the play Lloris kicks the ball aerially sorry, is brought down by Emerson Royale and, and then he lofts a ball and for me, Alexander-Arnold's got, got to be more forceful in that situation. He allows the ball to, to drop to Kane, who takes the touch. Fabinho struggling to get back. And Kane is allowed to travel into the area. And that's why Kane's a world-class player, because you're expecting the shot with the left foot, but such a, a, a perfectly weighted pass and the correct pass out wide. And then, obviously, the setup for Son. But Liverpool could have done a lot better in that situation. And I'm Alexander-Arnold's biggest fan, but... That word that I come back to sometimes when describing his defending because is, is intensity. And I feel that on that particular one, for example, he had to have a lot more intensity about the way he challenged for the aerial ball, stopping Kane, manipulating the ball down, getting turned and faced to the Liverpool goal, which then created a whole host of problems after that with Liverpool players making poor decisions as to what man to go to and engage with the ball. And then we were also in a situation after that, obviously, where Kane's in your penalty area and you're at the mercy of a really good player who selects the right pass. So, obviously, that is an area that, that has to be improved and Liverpool would be massively disappointed with that goal. And it gives them an absolute uphill task because after that, they become a little bit ragged for a few minutes after. However, regain the composure, were able to get, again, generate some good territory against Tottenham. However, I did believe at that point that Liverpool were going to struggle to score within the game. It looked like it hadn't been one of them nights. Liverpool obviously forcing the game in the first half, not managing to get in front, and then being at a stage in the second half where they'd been sucker-punched, knowing 
how important the game is, knowing that they needed to win the game. So at that stage, the psychological element of it, of not just having to, to claw one goal back, but obviously having to claw two goals back. But obviously, Luis Diaz, there's a massive deflection. And again, it gives Liverpool hope within the game that they can go on and, and get that win. And there was plenty of time left in the game at that point when, when Diaz scores. And I think the big thing for me is what, what occurred after that goal. I think that'll be the massive frustration that I will take away from this game because I felt in general play, again, Liverpool were the dominant side. So much was good about Liverpool's game, the intensity that they won the ball back, the way they were able to trap Tottenham in their own half. OK, the final pass wasn't there. But after Diaz's goal, I really did believe, right, this is the time for Liverpool to be able to go on and win the game. And I felt that Liverpool would make better decisions after that. But in fact, Liverpool actually made worse decisions after that. So many times, when you're in that situation, um, whether you're chasing a goal to bring you back in the game or you're chasing a goal to win the game, there's there's really crucial principles that, that the players and the team must stick to. And I just felt Liverpool did not do that. So the first one against Tottenham is obviously playing as a, a deep side, is to be really patient. It might sound simplistic, but it's such a, a key element to it. Liverpool have got to, in that situation, keep probing, keep playing, playing short balls, keep finding players within the lines, maybe in, in congested to get bounce passes and force the ball wide and create different angles of which to attack in the final third. And then what that'll do is that'll drop Tottenham back into their shape. Any ball that then does come out is obviously hoovered up by Liverpool, and Liverpool can sustain the attack from that point. That is what you want to do. You want the ball in play for maximum time, and you want to be in a position where your attack is organised. It's with short passes, so the distances aren't too big, so that if you lose the ball, everyone's close-knit and can then suffocate the ball and win it back. However, Liverpool did the total opposite of that. Too often, aerial balls were played into the penalty area. And it was just so frustrating because the aerial balls were played into an area where Tottenham are playing with three centre-halves. Liverpool are not a particularly proficient team from aerial balls in the attacking third, other than set plays. Obviously, I'm talking about Liverpool's attacking players here. In free play, aren't the kind of players who, you know, that, is the, that isn't their biggest strength. And what they needed to do was they needed to be calculated about the, what they were doing. They needed to relax in the situation, knowing that there was plenty of minutes, wear Tottenham's legs down, continue to move the ball, short passes, and, and generate chances from, from good angles and good areas. The fact that the ball was then elevated meant that a lot of the time it went out of play or Tottenham were able to get ahead on it and the ball landed to, to a Spurs player who could then soak up a little bit of pressure or at times look to get his head up and actually hit Liverpool on the counter-attack, which is a, an even a double blow for you when you're trying to sustain attacks, knowing that the, the opposition can then offer a threat at the other end. So that was the first thing, too many aerial balls, not staying patient enough whatsoever. And then the second thing was, you want the ball in play as much as you can do. What you don't want is you don't want the game broken up. You know the game's going to be broken up by substitutions from the from the opposition at times. Obviously, they've got their own targets in terms of the Champions League, so it's a massive game for them as well. But too often, Liverpool making silly free kicks, giving silly free kicks away when all they want to do is they want to sustain enough pressure without fouling the man on the ball what that then does is it allows a Tottenham player to go down, soak up more time. And all that is doing is breaking the flow of the game. And what Liverpool wanted was a, a flow in which they were always attacking Tottenham's goals, sustaining attacks and building up some momentum. And even in the last five minutes, it was just a total waste of the last five minutes of the fixture, playing aimless balls into the box and, and, 
creating files in which the game was broken up so it was a waste so from that point of view it was really frustrating for me to watch but listen in the bigger picture of things Liverpool have been absolutely outstanding this season it looks like they're going to fall short in the league they've still got massive things to play for and the performances of the players have been outstanding throughout the season I mean listen Alexander Arnold was the, the biggest culprit today I thought some of his use of the ball his decision making to, to really loft the ball when he was in really good areas which is so poor and obviously you know for, for him Liverpool's most creative attacking player you know you, you can't account for, for some of your players having an off day obviously Salah as well so when you couple in the, the, the two most productive players in your final third being out of form obviously that that obviously lends itself to Liverpool not being able to get a result on the other hand the likes of Thiago the likes of Luis Diaz always creating the right choice at the right time being able to, to assess their options keeping the ball sustaining attacks playing the ball in little gaps little half spaces to be able to shift the ball around the corner or move the direction of the attack around so unfortunately not enough of Liverpool's other players within the side were able to, to copy that approach and unfortunately it just come to an end in the end but yeah listen in general Liverpool's game management has been fantastic this season. The, the performances of the players have been fantastic. So no criticism. It's just a frustration tonight that it didn't go Liverpool's way. And unfortunately, it looks like now Manchester City will, will claim the title. So one potential target may have just gone today. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.